0: Hey, Go-Getters, I believe you must go after your divine purpose and live in your truth. You must be ready to achieve your goals if you're listening to this podcast. I'm Rev Reb a Gold Digger coach. It's not about wanting more. It's about getting your piece of the pie and enjoying it. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 radical gold diggers, and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world. All right, we just listened to No Excuses, and the topic tonight is. is happiness as it relates to our responsibility and being disciplined in um, many areas of our life, so we can maintain that level of happiness. And I hope you guys took some gold digging nuggets to to help you. And my first question, if anybody wants to chime in on this one, um, what is your definition of happiness? he had his but do you agree or do you would you like it to take it a step further or a step back what is your definition of
1: happiness um when he was mentioning the fact that there's internal and external factors to your happiness i thought that was good Yes. Um, because you can be happy but you know sometimes you have to realize that the external factors could also deter your full happiness so yes a whole thing
0: yes he t- and he called that you know the law of control when you're in control of your own life you practice this locus uh, of control and um some people can get control by their past, <laughs> and and that could, um, that ex that can that's external and will cause them unhappiness. So I thought that was very good because that is so common. <laughs> your your past can dictate. If you had a bad past, it can dictate your future, positive or negative. I had just seen uh, a meme about two kids raised by an alcoholic and you know one was you know um really down and out and the other one was successful (laughs) so it really is how you're going to respond to it you know so I thought that was good in our response to external factors you know and how we're gonna let them control us you know or not so Yes, that was a very good one, um, Sophia. I I like that. And and the bottom line to that is to take control <laughs> over that situation if you can. Yeah, take control and not get stuck there. Anybody else? I know it was a lot. Happiness is, is a key thing right now with so much. Uh, mental illness going around, you know, with so much um, drug and alcohol, you know, going around and and very few people are getting the treatment that they need and they're just going further and further down. And I just thought this topic that he's talking about, discipline as it relates to happiness and our roles in it was, was so good when he talked about um the five uh principles for happiness number one was health and energy, you know, health and energy to be conscious of that and to have energy and I just that one really resonated with me because that is a big deal for me you know he said you really some people really don't think about their teeth until they have a toothache, you know and some people do not think about their health until, it has been compromised. So I thought that was really good because I do make a conscious effort. Uh, it's a way of life for me every day to say, did I exercise? Did I drink a lot of water? Did I eat right? <laughs> you know, you know, because I pre I pre-planned my meals. You know, me and my husband went out late. I have to get my food for the week. And, you know, I'm so conscious in that. That satisfies me in a way that I know that I am being disciplined and trying to um, practice a healthy lifestyle. So that one resonated with me. That was number one, health and energy. Um, number two was uh, happy relationships. You know, well, we know that is that is true. Our whole lives are about. Relationship. What what did anybody think about that one? Number two.
1: I think that the social one. Yeah. Huh? I think that one is a big one. Uh happy relationships because you could be good in your career, but if your relationships at home and family life are not quite right, it, it brings down the fact that you're doing very well in your career or even a relationship in your office. If the people are in your office, you don't like the people in your office. It doesn't matter how far up the ladder you're going. you the relationships that you have affect how you feel. You're in a part of your soul.
0: Yes. That is so true.
1: And that can affect your health.
0: Yes. You know, I always think about how, um, you know, the preacher, you know, um our faith will emphasize how we are to love everybody. And then you come across some people in your life or in your circle that are just hard to love. That I mean, be they're just challenging. You know, it's like, I love them, but I just can't deal with them. You know, and it becomes a a real challenge. You know, and and we have to really um, not let who they are affect us to the point where are like, oh, my God, you know. So I, I've learned to, to sit in, in settings with all, with all types of people, you know. And I just feel like if, if everybody stays in their lane, you know, we we can all be happy. You know, everybody has a piece to bring to the table. But those personalities can be very challenging and I don't even know if you thought you knew somebody and and got closer and then you really didn't know them at all. And it's just like oh my goodness. And and so relationships can be quite challenging but for we know that God wants us to make every effort (laughs) every effort to you know to make a connection somehow some way and and you know and, and we know we're not going to get along with everybody so you know we just have to 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 go in that grace and to know that I still love you anyway and you can't do anything about it so you know relationships are big you know and we are social animals you know i i know i'm a social animal i am a social animal and um I just think that growing up with a with a with a large family, you really didn't have much of a choice <laughs> to be social with everyone else's friends and all that kind of stuff. So, what did you think about that? Happy relationships.
2: That How one struck a court court with me also, mm-hmm. um, because nothing um, is worse for me than when my peace is disturbed. Mm-hmm. I would rather be alone for weeks and days and months and years than to be in the presence of people who disturb my peace Mm, yeah you know some people need company no matter what and they will have interactions with family and friends or so called friends or acquaintances just to not be alone I don't know if it's because I was an only child grew up as an only child in, in the house but I really don't require company I enjoy it but I enjoy the right company and, and and I enjoy relationships where people accept me as my authentic self and not who they want me to be or who they think I am or who they need me to be. Um, and I enjoy relationships with people who don't start every sentence with I. Amen. When we're trying to do something together. I like to sit here. I like to do that. I don't like this food. I, you know, in a relationship, it has to be reciprocal. And some of my best relationships and some of my um, most reciprocal relationships are people that I may talk to a few times a year sometimes you know but when we get together the quality of the time is so amazing that it just doesn't matter we pick up right where we left off so it's it's not about the quantity you know do I see somebody every day how much time am I spending with them but but when we do get together that interaction is there how does it make me feel and if it doesn't make me feel good then it goes back to the previous point that you made about health it drains my energy which then affects my health so that one really struck a chord because that one triggers a lot for me
0: Yes. so he emphasized happy relationships but we know we're emphasizing healthy relationships we want healthy, healthy relationships you know so yeah and I think sometimes you have to know when to cut a relationship off like you can't stay in a relationship or a friendship with someone just because you've known them for 20 30 years if it's toxic if it's if it doesn't bring you the peace that Lisa was just talking about it's okay to let that go and sometimes we you know we we look at ourselves and say you know dang, am, am I being a bad person because I don't want to be around them? Am I being bad because I want to cut them off? But no, that is about your peace. That's about your health. And if it's toxic, just like anything else, if your your toe goes gangrene, it's toxic, you got to cut it off, right? Yes. Because otherwise it can infect the rest of your body. And so it's we that- have to look at relationships just like that. Absolutely. And you know, bad relationships can take a toll on your health. <laughs> you know, it can take a a major toll on your health, you know. So, that that was some very good feedback. Thank you, you know. So, yeah, so we're on number 2, happy relationships and um yeah, we we have to look at that. We want healthy relationships. And um number 3 was meaningful um work. Meaningful work makes us happy, doing something that's meaningful, you know, and um, having a, a giving uh, a contribution to something, if you will. You know, there was a survey about the most meaningful work was um, volunteer work that people do, you know, um, and this this was, you know, came out to be a number one thing was doing that, you know, and a lot of people do. Um, donate their time to something they believe in, you know, and um, and that's mean meaningful work. Anybody uh, have any anything to say about doing meaningful work as opposed to just doing a job? <laughs> I,
2: I yes, I, I have a huge humanitarian side, so I, okay. I I have a need to help people. I have a need. I'm a a, a nurturer. Um, when I invite people into my home, you know, I will. Weight on your hand and foot and people will say, oh, you know, why don't you sit down? But that's how I entertain because I want to make sure that you feel good, that you have food and drinks and everything that you need. And sometimes I won't sit down until like the last hour, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm tired, you know. But (laughs) um, in the workplace, I need to feed that need. And Mm -hmm. so I find myself being drawn to process work because if I used to do customer service and that was helping people get the answers that they needed and I took it very seriously that transition from customer service into process management and with the process management work if I can help someone to um, execute their job better or easier or increase their productivity it makes me feel good I feel like I've I've, I've made a difference in you know in their life if they can go home a little less stressed because I did my job well it makes me feel you know like I've done something meaningful
0: well so you agree with him that uh, meaningful work does promote happiness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, before I move on, anybody else want to chime on? Before I go to number four? For those of you that just joined, we're going through um, the principles of happiness and uh, as it relates to discipline and Number one was health and energy. Number two was happy relationships. Number three was meaningful work, and number four is financial independence. Financial independence, financial freedom. Um, what, how how do you feel about that one? <laughs> well, let me say this about that financial independence and that financial, um, freedom. Um, I believe that that's a, a real thing when we change our mindsets from, you know, um, immediate gratification and just spin, spin, spin. And, you know, our last book really changed our whole, um, I believe it changed our attitude and our thinking on on the concept of happiness you you get this extra money and then all you want to do is spend it as opposed to now you get that extra money and then you go buy another stock and you save and you invest and I believe that I get happy doing positive things that are going to bring an increase to money and that I do a lot of buyer's remorse when I buy things that I know that I shouldn't be buying. So I know my attitude has changed. Whereas before, you know, oh, I I have to have that name brand bag. And, you know, I had this whole other attitude, but now it's, it's, it's different. Anybody want to chime in on your financial independence and, and and maybe how you are going about it that is making you happy?
1: financial independence it's very important to be stable you know in the book of Proverbs it always said to be wise with your finances Mm -hmm. and you always have to make sure you put away money because especially in these times right now a lot of people are complaining about gas prices and here and there and I'm like well the gas prices are higher but maybe you don't have that latte or maybe you right. don't do the, knee, the nails. Or you don't do the spa thing. So it's like, and then you see them in a the restaurant. It's like, okay, make your dinner at home. So right. it's like, you know, there's things that people can do. And that goes a long way with having, you know, financial decisions. So that you can get through the hard times. You got to be really thrifty. Um, I just saw someone talking about Amazon stock. Um, that now it's about to split. So you know, if you're very smart with that, you would have that money that you could actually be able to purchase that stock. So right. you know, there's you know, there's there's a good reason to be financially savvy so that you can get through the hard times right. and not have to be in the panic zone all the time.
0: Right. Right. And I think we've had enough experience to know. That we we need to be more frugal with with money and things that we're doing. You know, um, COVID taught me how much I could save. What the hairdresser, uh, clothes. It taught me how much I can save, and and all this money that I had because I wasn't doing all the things I was I was doing. You know, I I, I wasn't. Um, just spending my money everywhere and, and, and just going out. And, and it felt good. Now when I go out, I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend it on, you know, on that anymore, <laughs> you know? So I learned something that I, I I could go without. You know, you don't have to have it, you know? And if we can delay that immediate gratification and wait for the, uh, the real rewards in our investment, then... We would be more happy you know we 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 don't want it now we want it. we want it to um grow that compound interest if you will we want to see it grow so yeah that's that's all good stuff all right anybody else before we go on to the last one here
2: i just wanted to say that throughout the years um how my spending habits have changed and it's all about priorities you know when I was younger like you said I wanted to designer bags and the shoes I would go into a store pick something up love it ask for my size and not even look at the price tag and just take it to the register and put it on my gold card and keep on going you know I was buying 150 dollars shoes back in 1985 and you know as I got older I was like why did I do that gosh why didn't somebody tell me to save some of that money and now since I've been there done that I'm very frugal. I don't have to get my nails done. I don't have to get my hair done. One thing I want to always be able to do is travel when I get ready to travel and go out to eat and have a fine dinner when I get ready to have one. And I don't like restrictions on that. So I have to budget and balance everything else around that because that makes me happy today. Now, next year, something else might make me happy. But today, being able to go out and have a sangria and a lobster tail makes me very happy i did that this weekend and it was fabulous the weather was perfect and i like to go to shows um and so yeah finances for me um means uh freedom to do what i want to do the 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 things that i want um not necessarily about buying things right now in personal possessions it's about uh, experiences
0: right right exactly okay that is good that is all good stuff and i'm glad that you Uh, went and enjoyed yourself and and felt good about it. (laughs) You felt good about it. Okay. Well, that fifth one was self-actualization. Self-actualization. And um, I don't know if anybody knew about those Maslow laws. Anybody ever heard of those Maslow laws before? Okay. Well, I I certainly have, um, you know, it's something that um, somebody was getting
3: ready to say something. I don't know because I was late coming, I forget. But uh uh-huh. Don't know what that means if you could explain it. Yes, I am.
0: So, we did talk about them with at um Gold Diggers before and and that was in the beginning when we were um Talking about, I'm trying to remember what we were talking about back then, but I'm going to show you it right now and go through them because when he brought them up, I was like, Oh wow, yes, it has um, it's like balancing yourself in all these areas. So let me see if I can bring it up here again and show you what they are. And I and I know some of you had to have heard of these before, but here it is, right? Mm. It's, diamond, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, what he talked about was the bottom one, which is uh, psychological, you know, it it was about things that we need to feel secure, psychological safety, love and belonging, uh, esteem. And then the top one is self actualization, which is a level that very few people get to. So, you know, um, the psychology behind it is, you know, um, being able to breathe, have water, sleep and um, things like that. And then feeling safe. This is all the things that make make us feel hold or balance, Um, feeling safe, security of the body, employment, resources, um, family, health, um, property, you know, things like that that make us feel safe. And then the next one is love and, and belonging, that's friendship, family, and um, relationships and things like that. And then the other one here is esteem. These are levels that make us um, feel um, happy. Uh, esteem, self-esteem, confidence, achievement, respect of others, um, respected by others, okay? this is This is a level of esteem. And then it's the self-actualization where you feel um, that, you know, you you have this sense of creativity that you're using and you're happy that you're able to do art or um, create something, you know, Um, being um, spontaneous and being a problem solver being responsible for your issues and, and solving them, you know, not blaming everybody else, you know, you're know, you solving your problems. So this self-actualization is, is a high level when people get there, they just start doing things like climbing mountains, things that they wanna do, um, doing marathons, things that they wanna do and they're doing them because they've gotten to that level that they feel confident they can do exactly what, what they want to do and it's a level of feeling um that inner power you know so this this um Maslow law is a real thing they use it in just like every program they're talking about this and wanting to see where you are on this diamond or do you feel that you're complete balance of it you know that you have all these things so yeah this is a whole nother uh study that is quite popular and. In- I was surprised when he was talking about it. Anybody get anything out of that self-actualization when you feel like you're, you're, you are working at your potential? Anybody get anything out of that? A good one. Because we want to be balanced in what we're doing, right? We, we want to be balanced in all these areas. And, and what really throws us off kilter is when we're working too far in one thing and then the other things lack and then you get unbalanced. So that Maslow law is 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 uh quite popular, you know, and there's been a lot of studies around it that it's in fact um true. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um anyway, so we, we were defining happiness. Now that we have, you know, reflected on the whole uh recording, you know. Um, We're defining what happiness uh, truly is and the discipline that we bring to the table so we can stay in that state of happiness and and how we're never satisfied because now we're going to reach for something else and we're just going to keep reaching. Anybody feel like they just keep doing this and, you know, they're reaching and, and really doing the things that they feel they've been called to do? Or the ideas you know uh, mother you you started uh, a wonderful group that still in existence I don't know how many years it's you've been doing um, life enrichment how long have you been doing that for your group
3: well this is a fairly new group for about uh-huh. two years, but okay but right. I guess you know when you get to my stage in life <laughs> um, I guess maybe I'm First of all, let me just say I am blessed,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I say that mainly is because, you know, I have, um, uh, the ability to have joy within myself, and um, and I don't look at it as happiness. I I sort of look at myself as joy you know okay. uh, and and I think it has a lot to do with that I can bring joy to others and when okay. you bring joy to others you, you tend to have joy and um, because of the things I do and um, my ability to because I am a crafter I can entertain myself
1: you mm-hmm. know
3: I mean, I like people and I like to be around people, but I, I can be by myself and have a whole lot of joy, (laughs) you know, I, I can make myself happy, uh, and so on, but, but, you know, it, it, it takes time, but I think I've always been a confident person and I, and God has blessed me, you know, with being able to do the things I do and share the things I do and um and it brings me joy so
0: and a lot of people joy in in that life enrichment program because you know a lot of people wouldn't even be doing some of the things that you guys are doing at your age if if you hadn't you know say hey we're you know we're not wrapped up here we can still do all these things and have life
3: enrichment and that is well, wonderful. well our focus our focus is doing for others right you know it's like making mats for the homeless yes. it's like uh, making uh, small quilts for people in wheelchairs mm-hmm. uh well, this brings me joy and the ability to teach it and work with others to do it it's you know meaningful it's, work that's that right. was one of the things that we
0: talk about doing meaningful work and mm-hmm. that's what you're doing and that brings you joy or how you know it, it it brings you much happiness to see that the fruit of your labor is going forth and it's improving the quality of somebody else's life <laughs> that's everything mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is The totality of why I would want to be here on this planet for what God has deposited me to help somebody with this. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I'm a strong believer that if God made you strong, it's to help the weak and vice versa, you know? And those two go hand in hand. The weak is going to bring you joy because Mm -hmm. you're able to give them that power. You know what I'm saying? That that they may have been lacking, you know. So yeah, anybody else want to chime in on on our last one there, having a a, a worthy idea or anything?
1: So it looks like uh, Gigi is a Matthew twenty-five person. Matthew. 25. Yes, <laughs> he is.
0: She yeah. is.
1: Yes, yes, yes. It's mm-hmm. always good to give back, and you know, and it, it warms your heart. Uh, yes. I love to, I love to give back too. Uh I think that's one of the reasons why it's so hard for me during this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I loved helping people around the church and do different things, but because of COVID, you just don't feel uh, you know, comfortable enough to do all the right. things that you need to do. So yeah. that's a hardship
0: okay so you want to you want to read Matthew 25 for people that don't know what Matthew 25
1: is okay Uh, so Matthew 25 35 through 40 says for when I was hungry you gave me something to eat when I was thirsty you gave me Mm. something to drink I was a stranger and you invited me I needed clothes and you clothed me I was sick and you looked after me when I was in prison you came to me and the righteous were answer, and Lord, when did I see you hungry and thirsty, and I give you something to drink? It's when you did it to a stranger. Needing those things, you did it also to me.
3: Amen. Yes, and Lord. That, and that's everything. everything. Yes, that's everything. That's everything. And that's your joy. That's ah. your joy. That's your joy. Yes. 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 Because you.
0: You do it on to the Lord and, and, and it's it's beautiful, you know, it's very, very beautiful. So thank you, Sophia, for uh, ending it out with, with God's word that is, um, you know, that we are being not, not just a word, but we're actually, you know, doing it and applying it to our lives. And, you know, mom, you keep saying at this level, no, nah, God's still using you. He's still using using you to do Mm his glory. So that is a beautiful thing. Hey, Radical Gold Diggers. I hope you got a gold nugget out of this podcast to help you nail your goals. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world.